a soldier of the cross of Jesus. Christ is enough. Christ is enough. You have to know the principle behind John 3.16. That's the word. Christ is enough. Christ is the enough. Is, when you read the Bible, when you understand how beautiful the presence of God is, you can't take it for granted. The Bible says that you must eat of this word daily. It's only the precious blood of Jesus Christ that has power. Christ is enough. Christ it's only the precious enough. blood of Jesus Christ that has power. Hello, this is Pastor Caleb Sukul. Thank you for tuning in into Calvary with Caleb Sukul. Please prepare your hearts as we listen to this week's sermon. Welcome everyone to another episode of Calvary with Caleb Suku. Thank you for joining us. Really, really appreciate it. We thank you so much for sharing and subscribing to the podcast. We've gotten fantastic reviews and we've gotten amazing testimonies about how people are being touched and transformed. And I want to say a big thank you to you. It's because you are sharing this podcast and the Lord is using us to take the gospel forward. So thank you so much to all of our listeners. Really appreciate you. I have a special guest with me today, Pastor Trevor Thomas. And Pastor, good to have you on the show again. Well, praise God. It's good to be here. Thank you so much. Whenever I ask you on a drop of a hat to come on, you always make yourself available. I want to say thank you so much for that. So Pastor, today we're talking about why is Christ Savior and Lord? And I know we're coming around Easter and it's something that we need to speak about. Uh, I want the next few episodes of the podcast to have a really a cross-centered theme. And uh, let's just jump into it, you know. If I ask a question like, uh, what is wrong with us? What is wrong with man that we need a savior, but not only a savior, now we need a Lord as well. What is wrong with man, that man in, the, in this condition, we need a savior and we need a Lord. Well, the main issue about 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 the about the question is uh, to ask another question: Do you think that the that the people want, in addition to a savior, that they want to have a lord as well? Valid, valid. Yeah. So yeah. What what do you think is is happening? You know, like uh, in your your own experiences and in your own. It, it could be, it could be that they just want the Savior, so he has to attach Lord to it as well. Yeah, but how do you see people responding uh, like you have come across uh, in your own life, you know, the issue of people wanting a Savior? And what do you think they, they want from, from, from a Savior? Because now you say that they also want a Lord, but let's deal with the Savior part. Mm-hmm. What's your notion about them? You know, like it's a quick fix sort of thing. Yes. So, in other words, uh, they they want a quick fix. So, so what dimension do you think that they are thinking of? You know, like a quick fix in what plane? Is it spiritual? Is it natural? No, natural, natural. And is that for Christians as well? Oh, yeah. <laughs> definitely, definitely. Yeah, you see, when we get that right, uh, in terms of understanding where people are and where they're coming from, then when we understand lordship, 
then then it makes sense because because now we need to know are the people looking for a lord that's the next Ooh, question that's a good question that yeah that's a good question yeah because there's so many schools of thought that says you don't need a lord yeah that you are a lord unto yourself yeah but then there are people that also say you do need a lord uh, in terms of the there's lord buddha yeah yeah you know and there are lords in england yeah you know yeah, where you're yeah. united as a lord yeah yeah you know there are lords and many uh, christs even if you may in the world yeah so but in you're talking about a culture that you know that people uh when they think of lord are they probably thinking of jesus and they don't want a lord mm. what do you think <laughs> yeah yeah you know because it's nice to know how how they they are viewing this concept do they even know about this concept because there are people that use the term lord but do they understand the term they, do they know what that is do they what know what does lord mean yeah the weight behind yeah, it yeah have we defined it well as churchmen as 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 high churchmen pastors uh, have we have we defined that word do people understand the meaning of that word not i think we as the ones standing behind the pulpit we have a lot of responsibility to take for if there's a deficiency in the pew yes so i think uh if we tweak that question around it would be do people really want a lord like jesus who is defined according to god in the bible do they really want that kind of a lord to govern their lives and the answer is no mm. the only way that that they could submit to a lord is if the spirit of the lord has opened their hearts mm, mm, mm. and when the spirit opens your heart you become a a son of god a supernatural son of god yeah because yeah. the spirit of the lord has opened your heart and you have this born again relationship as in john 3 jesus spoke to nicodemus yeah yeah and then yeah. you become a son of god you get into the sonship of god through the new birth yes yeah you know yeah and 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 so that's where we got to understand culture because our culture doesn't want the lord that the bible speaks about you know they want a savior to heal them mm. for their felt needs yeah and we're not saying that god doesn't deal with felt needs he does no, for sure absolutely yeah but but god is more interested in your spiritual life and when your spiritual life that marble is sorted then your physical life is a given yeah 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 you see so when you given means that that you will you will call upon the name of the lord for the right reasons and when you pray and and when you seek the lord and depend upon him you understand the ways of the lord you begin walking with the lord you understand his ways that he is the lord walking with you every day yeah 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 jesus is a different lord he's not the lord that uh, society paints you see so the bible is exclusive in that matter and that's why preachers need to know the bible know the lordship of christ in the bible
Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, because that is the way uh, you find you get a proper definition of Saviour and Lord. And Lord. And it's a package deal. You can't separate the two. You can't divorce the two. He is Saviour and He is Lord. Yes. The problem comes in when we only present the Saviour and we don't want to present the Lord, or we only people only want the Saviour and they don't want the Lord. But you can't separate the two. He is Saviour and He is Lord. Yes. The two work hand in hand yes. to paint the one big picture. Yes. Yeah, the reason why that's important is because uh, the devil has been doing this for a long time. He's the ancient uh, serpent. And he likes to divide Christ, his disciples and his followers. They like to divide Christ. But we know through Scripture that Saviour and Lord, we don't make Jesus Lord. Jesus is Lord. That's the difference. Mm, mm, mm. See, you can't make him anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whether yeah. you can make him Lord, whether you make him Lord and Saviour, is not going to help. Mm, mm, mm. Jesus is both Lord and Saviour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We worship Jesus on his terms, not on our terms. Yeah, yeah, See? yeah. He's God all by himself. Even without us, in the absence of us, yeah. he still would be God, he still would be Lord. Yeah. He, that 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 role is not dependent on us. That's who he is. Yes, he's he's self-existent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's whether we take him as Lord. Yeah, you see, that's a good uh, trajectory to know because because Jesus is actually the one that actually has come into the world, and we have not known God except through Jesus. So I think that answers the question in that. In, like in that first question, you know, we need him as savior, and we need him as Lord. We yeah. can't can't yeah. separate the yeah. two. Yeah. Now you know we, you mentioned about there's other lords in the world, and mm. uh, not only Jesus Christ, but in specifically to Christianity, why does Christ foot the bow, and not any other deity? Why do we take Christ to be the Lord? The reason we take Christ as Lord. To come back to that initial question is that we take him as Lord to to cater to all the felt needs we have. Uh, when last have you heard people taking Christ as Lord for who he is in the Bible? You see, uh, if you want to take Christ to be the Lord of the of the way he is presented in the Bible, then you would have to commit yourself to him. Mm. Right, yeah. You see, and uh, commitment is not the name of the game in our culture. The name of the game in our culture is is how to use Christ. Sure. You see, and uh, when you are caught by the Lord, there are people caught by the Lord, not in that sense, but actually they are, they've been plucked from the flames of hell and they have been taken by the Lord, rescued by the Lord, they don't treat the Lord like the way the uh, false person treats the Lord. And that's why in church today you, you blame the people that treat the Lord that way, because the ministers that teach them, they can't define 
what lordship is because they also want to get things from Jesus but they don't take Jesus for who he truly is that he is sovereign is his king is is above all is he is the exalted one he is different to lords and mm. masters of the world yeah what would your definition of his lordship be to us well the issue of of Jesus's lordship is that Jesus is the son of man every time he healed people he would use that term son of man which is a technical term that to jewish people that meant that he is actually deity yeah 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 see, so son of man is not a a title because man is there it's, it's humanity you know it's a title it's like an alias title given to someone yeah so yeah. he used a title from daniel son of man you know uh as an alias but actually son of man was deity yeah yeah he was yeah. hidden in flesh but he's is mainly talking about deity otherwise kefers would not have uh, you know torn his garment because when jesus said you see the son of man walking or rather coming from the clouds and got a shock because kefers knew although he was a liberal he said you see he actually knew what son of man meant yeah yeah so even kefers knew yeah what deity was sure but we are so far gone today we don't even know the deity of jesus so sure. we just think that jesus is just another god with a small letter g yeah 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 I see so yeah so we try jesus out and if it doesn't work for us then we try another god mm. and if that god doesn't work we keep on trying sure i mean we've got casinos in our heads <laughs> we gamble all the time for gods yeah 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 i mean rome had millions of gods india has millions of yeah gods, yeah you know So creating a god every day is is uh, easy. But Jesus is not just Jesus is not a god that you want to make. Yeah. He is a lord of lords. <laughs> <laughs> He's a king of kings. You see. Yeah, yeah. And the reason why that is so is because Jesus was with the Father in John 17 before the world began. It is glorify the son is a son of god. Mm, mm, glorify mm. the son with the glory that we had before the foundations of the world now what is that yeah that's yeah. the deity of christ yeah yeah and the deity of christ is not a deity from here it's a deity from above from heaven yeah, yeah. the deities that we have in the world are made by men yeah yeah so It, how can we say we didn't manufacture christ yeah you can't manufacture christ he came he was given to us yes in his fullness he came so that is the that is the issue of Christ as lord is above all he came from above yeah yeah he is the lord from heaven and when he comes back thessalonians says the lord shall come with the trump of the angel from where from above from above <laughs> you see so he is the lord in that sense sure sure you know the thing the thing is our deity in christ is very different because he is king of kings like you said and lord of lords and he's above everything and everything else is beneath him yes so it's not a small matter that you you know we dance around and like you mentioned about people trying christ out yes you don't try christ out this is the king of kings you're talking about yes. here this is the lord of lords that every other god that you may try inverted commas is under him yes that he is supreme yeah the other reason why 
Jesus is unique as, as the Lord, is that no other Lord has the power to come in one second from above to the bottom. They are all cowards because they are made with human hands. <laughs> now he is self-existent, and he who put the open stars into place mm-hmm. can come in an instant to the world. Sure, and that's the other thing. But then there's another thing. No lord and master in the world can have a personal relationship with his subjects. Yeah, 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 yeah. Jesus can have a personal relationship with you. That's true. There's no other deity that offers that. Yeah. The other deities are a cheat. Yes. The reason if they have a personal relationship with you, they'll get caught that they're just like you. <laughs> they, they are just like people. They're not deities. It's a cheat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now Jesus, he won't get caught because he, he is from above. Yeah. Try it and test it. So on that on that note, on that note, what type of person would reject the Savior and the Lord then? We all reject him. At we, some point. We we all reject him because we we are born yeah, yeah. in sin. Yeah, yeah. And we can't see him because we are blind. Mm, mm. And uh, the only way we can see him is if he opens up our eyes. Our eyes, yes. And he has done that. That's why he's Lord. He's Lord because he can open the blind man's eyes not to get healed only physically, but to open his spiritual eyes. Amen. Amen. See? So we can see him for all his glory. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. the other uniqueness of Christ. Yeah. You see, other Christ can't do that. False Christ. And there are Christs yeah. around. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. they want to be like him. Yes, yes. But only when you get closer to them do you realize they're not Christ. But the, the problem with Christ is you can get close to him and there is no cowardice at all. Sure. That is wonderful because when, when we look at who he is, we cannot but anything else exemplify, or rather, we cannot come to any other conclusion that you are the Christ. Like Peter said, there was no other answer you could have given that he is the Christ, that he is Lord. We cannot come to anything else. To say anything else is to speak a lie of who Christ is, of who he is. That's why we can accept him as our Lord and Savior. The deity that we have in Christ Jesus is separate to every other deity in the world because of the truth. He is the truth. This is not something fabricated. This is not something that's reactive as such, but this is the truth of the matter. Yeah, you see, everything of the world gets contaminated. So the lords and masters of the world, they will die. Yeah. And the worms will eat them. If the worms don't get them, they will get into ashes through, you know, in the flames. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Jesus... He's a resurrected Lord. <laughs> I mean, his body didn't see corruption. That's true. So that means at this time of Easter, it's a very important lesson. Mm, mm. I mean, if there's no resurrection, Paul said, of all people, our faith will, will be most miserable. We don't have anything. Yeah. So Jesus is unique in the sense that 
that his body didn't see corruption. Yeah, and that is hope yeah. for us because he will bring that body wherever it went to the soul. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he will resurrect that body. So he said to uh, Mary and Martha, but as long as I'm in the world, not just in heaven, I'm in the world, I am the resurrection and the life. Mm, 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 mm. So resurrection and life is not some pie in the sky. Sure. Resurrection is the new heavens and the new earth. Yeah, yeah. You see, God will resurrect us. I mean, if God resurrected Lazarus on earth, why are we just talking about some resurrection in heaven only? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lazarus got resurrected on earth. Yeah, on earth. That's where Lazarus was resurrected. Yeah, so God can resurrect us for the new heaven and the new earth. Yeah. Sure. So we must understand the glory of the Lordship of Christ. You see, the glory of it is that it doesn't see decay. Wow, sure. Say that yeah, again. Yeah, the glory of the resurrection of Jesus is that it doesn't see decay. Wow. Yeah, because Jesus rose on the third day. Yeah, sure. Wow, 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 wow. So that is the other reason why you can trust Him as, as the true Lord of your life. Because Paul says in, in, in the book of Romans, as Christ was raised, so will you be raised. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The attributes that Christ has as deity, no other deity can match or come anywhere yeah, close well, to. Well, it, it is because Christ is co-equal with the Father and the Holy Spirit. Yes, yeah, yeah. And that's important because to know the Trinity is so powerful in itself that we have to understand that the second person of the Godhead is who we are dealing with here. That they are co-equal. That this was the plan of God, the Godhead. Yes. That this was this is not something that someone wrote or fabricated. That this was planned in eternity past yes. by the Godhead to manifest in such a time yes. that Christ would come and yes. be the Savior and be the Lord and reveal himself as yes. such. Yes. Now, Pastor, I want to ask you a more a more pastoral question as such about the Savior. When we do evangelism and stuff like that, people will say, you know what, I'm a good person. I don't hurt anybody. I don't do anything wrong. Pay my taxes, all this kinds of stuff. I do charity. And then the person will say, well, I don't need Christ. I'm a good person by myself. What do we say to a person like that? Well, the person that, that actually says that must know that you are not coming to deliver him from what he doesn't need. You are coming to deliver him from what he truly needs that he can't see. Sure. And what he can't see is what Jesus said to the Laodicean church. You think you have eyes, but you can't see, you're blind. <laughs> you see? And what he says to the Sardian church, you think you have life, but you're dead. You see? So there are people that when they look at their needs, they look at the felt needs of the world system. Mm, mm. And they think that they don't need Christ. But Christ is not a savior to save you from a world system because you can be saved by the bank, 
true. Yeah. You can be saved by any other religion that offers you uh, the way of religion. You know, we don't want to use the names of the religion, but religion can be made up every day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. There are religions that are made up in our minds, right? So Christ has not come to to save us through religion. He's not come to save us through felt needs. Because there are people that are okay in life. They they rich in felt needs. Mm, mm. They don't need Christ. Mm. Uh, Christ is uh, is not a savior of felt needs. Yeah, yeah. Christ is a savior of sin. Sure. And sin is something every human being is caught by the trap of sin. Yeah. Whether yeah. he believes it or not. Yeah. You see, it's like this. If you have a cancer in you and it didn't show itself, doesn't mean you don't have a cancer. <laughs> True. Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't mean you, you just said you didn't go for a checkup. Yeah. 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 When you start to get tired and you start something starts to happen, then you go to the doctor, and they start to diagnose and they tell you you got cancer. Mm. Then you realize that you <laughs> that this. The seeds of death were in you. So the seeds of death are in all of us. Yeah, yeah. Just yeah. that in some of us, it doesn't show straight away. Mm, so mm. whether they behave like that or, or, or not is of no consequence. It's what God's word says. God says we're all sinners yeah. and we need Christ. Whether they take the medicine or not mm. is of none effect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. The, what's of effect is that God says, that for all have sinned and and fall short, short of the glory of God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The issue whether you believe in Christ or not is not the issue. The fact that you are in the human race, you have already fallen short of the glory of God. Yeah, yeah. And Christ is a package of the glory of God. Yeah, yeah. So you've fallen short of of Christ. True. Oof, oof, oof. The lordship of Christ, you've fallen short. Mm. That's that's wow, sure, that's incredible. So the remedy is for everyone, it's because of the nature that we are in. The remedy is indeed for everyone, but whether everyone takes it—that's another question—is the issue of the hardness and rebellion of the heart, because the God of this world has blinded the people. Yeah, yeah. And Satan is the God of this world. That's why Jesus said in John eight that your father, the devil, has deceived you. Yes, yeah, yeah. You see, when you are in sin. There's, there are only two fathers in the world. God is a father and the devil is a father. So the good father wants life. The bad father wants death. Yes, yeah. yeah. Jesus said that the devil, I've seen him fall like lightning. He has been a thief and a murderer from the beginning. Mm, mm, mm. So religion is a cheat. Jesus has never come to make us religious. He has come to give us eternal life. Amen. Amen. He's not only come to give us eternal life, He's come to give us abundant life. Amen. If you follow Jesus and follow His righteousness, all these things will be added unto you. <laughs> all these things, even the material things. But not according to your whims and fancies, but to build the kingdom of God. Amen. 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 I mean, there are many rich people, even among Christians, but they're sanctified rich people because they Everything they have is the Lord's. Yeah, yeah. And they're generous people and they give it. Yeah. And they give it to save the yeah. world. They are saviors, they are miniature saviors by mm. virtue of Christ. Mm. 
That is powerful. That is absolutely yeah, powerful. You see. No one can escape it, whether we like it or not. Jesus Christ is Lord. Yes. He is Lord and He is Saviour. Yes. Because the kind of Saviour He is, He is not the Saviour that we find in Stallone, in, <laughs> in the Sylvester Stallone. No, or, lifeguard. <laughs> or, or Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah, yeah. You know, hero worship. Yeah, yeah. Jesus is, is a Saviour that saves you from sin. Yeah, I think it's amazing grace, uh, they say. How sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. Yes. I mean, that's putting it politely. But you see, today, uh, Satan is a clever shark. He doesn't want us to use the word sin. Mm. Because mm. if we use that word, it's something to do with, uh, you know... Uh, Reveals a condition that we have. Yeah, and, and we don't like to uh, have a negative slant. On, on ourselves, our own yes. perception, yeah, yeah, on our own identity as self. Yeah. But to be honest with you, we as a human race, we have this malady of sin, and there's only one one physician, Jesus. Mm, mm, mm. Sure. He has been prophesied, and he fulfilled the prophecies. Wow. Wow. So, wow. The, so that is that sorts out the uh, savior and lordship issue. Yeah, yeah. No, Pastor. I must say thank you very much uh, for these gems that you've given to us. And uh, I'm going to open up the floor. We're recording in front of a live studio audience, and I'm going to open up the floor. That if anybody has questions, please pick up your hand, and we will address you. Pastor Terence, I see your hand is up. Thank you, Pastor. I have more of a read and a statement rather than a question, but I think, Pastor, you'll be able to give us a little bit more clarity on this. And I'm reading from Matthew chapter 15, verse 21. This is the faith of the Canaanite woman. And Jesus went away from there and withdrew to the district of Tyre and Sidon. And behold, a Canaanite woman from that region came out and was crying, Have mercy on me, O Lord! Son of David, my daughter is severely oppressed by a demon. But he did not answer her a word, and his disciples came and begged him, saying, Send her away, for she is crying out after us. He answered, I was sent only to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. But she came and knelt down before him, saying, Lord, help me. The last portion of the scripture where Jesus replies and he says, O woman, great is your faith. Be it done for you as you desire. And a daughter was healed instantly. Now, from what you've mentioned to us, Pastor, you know, with the blind man being healed, and Jesus made the statement to the blind man. John 8. John 8. And where he says that, do you believe in the Son of Man? And he acknowledged because the Bible doesn't specifically say it, but we see that this blind man could have been a Jew in that he understand the Jewish way. Now, this woman was non-Jew, but she makes the claim, O Lord, son of David. Well, you see, if you look at the life of Jesus, Jesus is not a savior and Lord only to the Jewish people. 
Jesus is Savior and Lord to the entire world. Gentiles. Yeah. The Gentiles as well as the Jews, mm. right? So what took place there was what we call in theological terms a prolepsis. Because the Gentiles only came to true faith after the resurrection and ascension of Jesus. Yeah. They actually, we don't mean they didn't come before, but we mean that they came in leaps and bounds because the God of this world is actually loosed upon them. He's mm. not yet bound for the Gentiles. The demon case there you see is a much bigger picture that we have to get in theological history. And the bigger picture is, you'll often hear the statement by Jesus, I have come to the house of Israel. Yeah. Now, if you look at loosing and binding, Jesus does it on the mountain in Luke 4. But where is that mountain located? It's above the temple. What temple? Not Gentile temple, Jewish temple. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. So when he's talking about binding and loosing, he's sent to the house of Israel. And so when the 72 come back and he sends them first, he's sending them to the lost house of Israel. Yeah. You understand? Yes. Why? Because Jesus bound the strong man, Satan, among the Jews, mm, mm. but loosed him. He's loose among the Gentiles. The God of this world is still working with the Gentiles in the, in the time of Jesus. But the miracles were so powerful among the Jews that the Gentile woman and Gentiles here and there like the centurion and other people, they were taken by the Lordship and saviorhood of Jesus. And they recognized him for what he is, for the reality that will take place after the ascension. Sure. And so before the ascension, he heals them instantly. Mm. And that's the spirit of the Lord that has marked a few Gentiles even before. While they were like among the Jews, they came. And that is speaking to you about the Lordship of Christ. It, it was so powerful that even in the Old Testament, look at Ruth, for example. She was a Moabitess, a Gentile. You see? Look at Naaman. He was a Gentile. Mm, mm. And, and God saves. Rebecca, yeah. Yes, God saves. So in other words, what we're saying is that, that the Lord is powerful whether he's doing it on a small scale or a big scale, because the big scale of the Gentiles came after the ascension. And why? That's the question. It's because the ascension is the, the marked place of the total exaltation of Jesus as Lord. Yeah, yeah. Because it consummates his Lordship. Mm. And in fact, to be honest with you, no one can get up there. Mm. 
because he's above. Yes. He's above, he's above, he's above. And in, in his ascension, which is the exalted position, the point is that the Gentiles now, whew, the God of this world, he tightened their leash even more. They can you, I, now the Gentiles can come in. So that's why you find that even now, if we never had that binding and loosing of Jesus on the mountain, we would have had a much heavier case of keeping the world at bay mm. and lying to them. Yeah, yeah. It's the exalted Lord that has actually defeated Satan on the cross. The exalted Lord that rose again on the third day. The exalted Lord that ascended. And the exalted Lord that is alive today. Amen. That you can say to a sinner coming to to Christ, the sinner can speak and says, once I was blind, but now I can see. Once I was dead, but now I'm alive again. And like the father in the prodigal son says the same thing. Your brother that was dead, he's alive again. Yeah. That's the gospel. Amen. Sure, that is powerful. Yeah. What Pastor Terence was saying is amazing because it's only after he commissioned them that the, it said going to all the world. Yes. Then the Gentiles were included. That's right. Yeah. But prior to that, he just came to Israel. Yeah. That's right. But yeah. it's only once he commissioned them yeah. that he included the but, whole world. But he never ever, when anyone came to him, look at the mercy of this yeah, Lord. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, although he was sent to the Jews, Yeah. but when the Canaanite woman came, he never ever let her go. Never turned her down. He never turned her down. Mm. He healed her. Merciful. In fact, the Bible says that he had the spirit without measure. Yeah, 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 yeah. That he just overlapped. It overlapped even onto the Gentiles. Yeah, yeah. His reputation preceded him. Yes. So we are talking about things that are that are too magnificent for us, mm. even mm. though we mm. can find some answers. But we are humbled by this great Savior, this great Lord, the Lord Jesus. Not even all the libraries in the world could contain yes. what he did. Yes. yes, yes. And Lordship actually means worship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, he's worthy of worship. Yes, yes. He's yes. worthy of worship right now. Yes. He's worthy of worship in one small cavern somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's worthy of worship in a tailor shop. Yeah, yeah. He's worthy of worship yeah. in a school. Yeah, yeah. He's worthy of worship in a, on a hospital bed. Yeah, yeah. He's worthy of worship in the king's palace. Mm, mm, I mean, we mm. don't know what the president is going through. Yeah. We don't know what they are fighting about. Mm. But Jesus is Lord because he's above. Yeah. Amen. He's yeah. above all things. Amen. Yes. And as the songwriter says, above all things. Yeah. <laughs> above all. Above Amen. all. Yeah. <laughs> <Amen>. <laughs> you know, yeah. what a gospel that we can excite ourselves around yes. this topic of of Saviour and Lord. Uh, Pastor Kevin, I see you had your hand up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, talking about the ascension. You know, when Jesus uh, came into the upper room and the, and the scripture says that uh, he breathed upon them and he said, receive the Holy Ghost. Mm. Pentecost hadn't taken place yet. Yeah. This was yes. like 40 days before yes. then. And we find uh, he makes a statement there. He says, and whoever sins you have forgiven, that they've committed, if they ask you for forgiveness, you can forgive them. 
And if you retain them, they are retained. And I wondered where did that fit in, you know, in the life of the apostles. And I saw that uh, with uh, Stephen, when he asked the Lord, as he saw him in his, in, in his exalted state in heaven, and he said to him, when he said, I see the Lord, and they stoned him and he said, forgive them yeah. for what they've done. And so this Lordship of Christ has to be evident in our lives, even in our speech. Uh, many people, they would curse rather. But Stephen remembered what the Lord said, forgive them. And that forgiveness brought Saul to repentance because Saul now didn't have to carry a guilt anymore. That's mm. why he could speak about Stephen's death as a trophy. Wow. Yeah. I don't know if you can pick up on that puzzle. Yeah, yeah. It's a very, uh, it's a very powerful scene that mm. in the Sanhedrin. Because you remember you've got like 70 elders in there and the majority of them are the Sadducees and the Pharisees were there and the scribes. They all make up the Sanhedrin of the Jewish Supreme Court. Yeah, yeah. Paul is part of that. Uh, Saul rather, Saul of Tarsus, who became Paul. Yeah, I think the, uh, the what you call a crossroads there is when Stephen actually said, when he, he said, I see the heavens open and I see this, the Son of Man standing at the right hand of God. That was something you don't say among the elders, especially the traditional elders of Jerusalem. Yeah. And, mm. and, and, and the only way Stephen could say that was Stephen was captured by the Lordship of Christ. Yes. Stephen was, he even had the look on his face that shone from heaven of Jesus. Mm. The reflection, very reflection of Jesus was on Stephen. Yeah, yeah. That he even had the look of Christ. And and that one look revolutionized over 70 men in that Supreme Court. But the great thing about it is that Stephen's words were the catalyst for Paul to become the greatest missionary in the world. Yeah. Yeah. Under the Lordship of Christ. Yes, yeah. Because on the road to Damascus, he is threatening people and he wants to murder people and he wants to travel to Damascus to bring more people and in interrogate them. He was actually railroading people and going against them. And right there, uh, Stephen's prayer was fresh now. And right there in heaven, like lightning speed, Christ comes upon Saul. He falls off his high horse and he says, Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? Well, you heard the prayer of Stephen. Yes. <laughs> you heard yeah. the prayer of Stephen. Yeah. Yes. And he says, Who are you, Lord, that I am persecuting? Who are you, Lord, Lord, yeah. Lord, yeah. Lord? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. You see, Stephen knew that Jesus is Lord. Amen. The problem with the church today is they don't know Jesus is Lord. Yes. Mm. They only know Jesus is a Savior. Savior, yeah. But Stephen knew him as Lord and Savior. Mm. And if you practice it in your life, and if it's real to you in your life, it will 
fall onto other people. That's evangelization. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think I think the greatest day in in Saul's life, Saul of Tarsus, was the day when they brought the garment of Stephen and placed it at his feet. And after hearing that prayer, Father, forgive them, like Jesus. I think that shook Paul, shook him up. It shook him up so bad, so heavily, that he couldn't wipe that off his conscience. Yeah, he couldn't yeah. wipe that blood off his conscience. Mm. And then, but that people hearing this podcast, I tell you, I ask a question: Yes, how are you praying? Amen. How are you praying for people? How how does your prayer affect people? Yes. Yeah. You know yeah. Stephen's prayer. Yes. One man's prayer. One. He only preached one sermon. Yeah. And he yeah. Died. Yeah. The greatest yeah, sermon in the world. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. He preached one sermon and died for it. Mm. As a deacon. As and a deacon, not even not even an apostle. Yeah. And a deacon. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yes. He was one of the seven men that they appointed in Acts six. Mm. Yes. Yes. And not even of the household. He was a cross between. He was a Gentile. Mm. A Greek, yes. you know, mm. he was the first Christian martyr. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, a disciple of Peter, if you may, because mm. I mean, you know, uh, Stephen. Yes. But he was a match for Paul. God placed him there as a brilliant guy, you know, knowing Hellenism and and Greek culture. Yeah, yeah. But taken by the lordship of Christ. Yes. Yeah. And right over there, you find that a man, Stephen, knows how to die. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know that's wonderful, wonderful. I want to say thank you to our guests, mm-hmm. uh, thank you to the audience mm-hmm. for being so wonderful and presenting these questions forth. Uh, thank you so much for that. And uh, um, let's dismiss ourselves. I'm going to ask Pastor Trevor, please pray for us. Thank you so much for coming and giving us your time for the podcast and sharing these gems that the Lord has shared with you. Please pray for us, Pastor. Heavenly Father, we thank you for Jesus. Thank you, Lord, that He is Savior and Lord. We worship you today in light of that, and thank you for taking stupid people like us and teaching us your Word. Thank you, Lord, for this podcast. We pray that many people would come to Jesus today. We bless your name. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Amen. 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 Thank you for listening to this week's podcast, Calvary with Caleb Suku. If you enjoyed this week's podcast, please be sure to subscribe and turn on your notifications. You're welcome to rate, review, or comment below. Until next week, let Christ be seated in our hearts. God bless you.